Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I'm Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. <sighs> so uh, today we will um, just continue pretty much what we're doing, you know, as we usually do. Uh, this time with the kind of picks that we chose for um, last time, you know, continue with the 2000s film theme. But uh, before we do that, have either of you... Uh, like watched anything in the last couple of weeks that you want to sort of mention or talk about? Um, I've been on a little bit of a Jackie Chan kick. Nice. Oh, right. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> Excellent. Fuck yeah. Watch Police Story 2, 3, and 4. Cool. Cool. <laughs> nice. Nice. Was it Police Story 3 that was Super Cop? Or... Yeah. Okay. Three I Super Cop, sure. four is First Strike. Okay. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, I've only seen the American versions of those. So. Yeah, that's unfortunately yeah. all I had to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, it's the dubbing is terrible. So is the editing. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing about a lot of the. I mean, I guess that's kind of the, like the the sort of thing that was controversial with Miramax back in the day was the fact that like like on one hand it was cool that they were getting a uh, they, they were getting a hold of all these sort of various like asian imports and really cool movies like iron monkey and stuff like that you know but then on the other hand like they would always alter them or redub them or edit them in some way and it would always sort of like weaken the original product like i get why they do that because they want to like adjust it for america or for western audiences but like it kind of takes away a little bit what of what like made those movies interesting in the first place i feel like by sort of taking out some of the like i guess less conventional aspects and sort of you know altering it so that it kind of fits the sort of blueprint of the general like american action movie it's just kind of mm -hmm. a bummer that they do that you know so but yeah. they're lucky that jackie chan is actually like a really good you know comedic actor and a good like physical actor in that way because if it hadn't it could, like if he hadn't have been so talented it those movies wouldn't have worked out in the first place so oh yeah yeah he carries them for sure yeah <clears throat> did you ever see i mean in the west it was called super cop 2 i think in china or yeah i think i think the original title was either new police story or police story something and I'm, I'm i can't remember the name of it but in the west it was called super cop 2 did you ever see that one i haven't i looked for it because i was like i want to watch all the super cop or uh police yeah. story movies and mm. that it's kind of an out of print dvd now so mm. yeah oh. i think i have seen it it's the one that stars I mean, i've seen most of them it's it's the one that stars uh, Michelle Yeoh rather than Jackie Chan. Like Jackie Chan is in it, but he only has a cameo appearance. Oh then no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> that one, because that one, I guess not as many people have seen. And I've seen that. I've only seen seen it on VHS. And that one, like, 
it's it's definitely not as good as Jackie Chan's movies, but it's still kind of interesting in its own way. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, it was sort of cheesy, but I I kind of dug what they were going for with it. You know, like they were trying to make it more serious, but they were also trying to kind of like um still sort of keep the physical action aspect of it intact as well. Like I don't mm. know. It was just an interesting it was an interesting experiment. I wouldn't really call it a good movie though. So have you seen his animated series he had? I saw some of that, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. The one that was on um whatever channel it was, like Fox I think it was Family Car- or something. I, I don't remember exactly. Or the Family Channel, ABC Family maybe. I don't know. It was pretty good, to be honest. Like for the, <laughs> yeah, for what it, yeah, it's, I, it translated pretty well to action. <laughs> I remember liking it. I remember actually watching like more than a few episodes. So, yeah, I watched most of it for sure when I was a kid because mm. I liked it. I I liked Jackie Chan even back then, and yeah, so I definitely checked it out and liked most of it. <laughs> yeah, I've liked. I mean, I've liked pretty much all of, I mean, even his bad movies aren't, aren't really like, I mean, they're still enjoyable because of him. So yeah. I don't know. The fight scenes usually make up for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So did you watch anything else besides Jackie Chan? I watched Possessor. Oh, excellent. Okay, cool. What did you think of that one? It's pretty good. I, I need to rewatch it, but yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that that was a really weird one. Um because um and, and maybe we can elaborate more when all three of us have seen it. I and by the way, Nick, I, I do encourage you to see Possessor if you it, like if if, I don't know if you've ever heard of that movie, but it is worth watching. What's a, is it on Netflix? I I think I've vaguely heard of it. Um, it is available on streaming, but I I wouldn't really recommend r- like renting it on streaming, only because from what I understand, the version that's available on on Prime is like edited, and so mm-hmm. I might like, have a digital code with my oh yeah with oh, my right. Blu-ray. Okay. Oh nice. That, yeah, that and I actually I have the Blu-ray as well. I'll, I'll check to see. Like, I mean, I think it. I don't know, but anyway. Um, well, okay, I have it up here. So, uh, let me just grab it real quick. Oh, really nice. The, yeah, I'm not sure if mine has a digital code in it, but I don't know. Oh, we probably shouldn't. We probably shouldn't <laughs> be talking about this on the podcast. But we could skip. We could skip by it. Um, I do not see one. So. Is that the the 4K? version yeah then i don't have one either <laughs> yeah my, yeah mine just comes with this crappy little thing so okay so never mind forget everything we just said <laughs> but um Fine. yeah but it's actually it actually is an interesting movie it, it, it is worth seeing i i didn't really like it um this is what it looks like um i didn't really look i didn't really like it only because like i was sort of confused by the um how do I put it? Um, I was sort of confused by just what its intention was. Like, I would, I sort of got the like, I got the impression that it was trying to be a movie about like how people become like desensitized to violence, 
and how it kind of like affects what their overall perspective on life is and how like it can like affect a person's ability to be like sort of in touch with the world around them but at the same time like what confused me about it was like it was a movie that was exploring like the desensitization process and yet the movie itself was such a desensitizing experience like the 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 death scenes were so so graphic like where the characters would just get stabbed like 30 times and it would show these in, like these close-ups of the wounds and the blood spurting and stuff and like so the film itself it's a it's so desensitizing that it kind of like i felt like it sort of negated its own message but i don't know maybe that was the intention like i kind of want to rewatch it just to sort of explore that but yeah yeah hmm. anyway. i'll have to check it out myself <laughs> yeah the possessor yeah. possessor yeah, yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like, um, like Black Mirror a little bit. Um, like picture like Black Mirror only maybe like, um, only only not like a short like hour, but more like two hours. Just like picture something like that, and mm-hmm. um, you kind of have an idea. It, it's really unusual. I, I don't know. I, I'd be curious as to what your thoughts of it are, though, because it is like a science fiction movie and it is sort of about something that's kind of interesting. So, yeah. And you said the streaming's not good to see. Well, I mean, there's some question because there's two different versions. There's Possessor yeah. and then there's, which is, I guess, the, the version that a lot of people have seen. And then there's this uncut version, which I guess is only available like on like physical media from what i understand Un- unless mm. i'm mistaken that some people say is the one that's worth seeing because it shows like the full like it shows pretty much everything whereas the the version mm. that most people have seen it like actually edits out certain things and like edits out some of the nudity and stuff so i don't know mm. i mean i don't know if like i haven't seen the edited version so i don't know how much of a difference it makes i yeah, mean either <laughs> so (laughs) so but yeah it's called possessor uncut for whatever reason they have they gave it a separate title so oh okay yeah anyway have you watched anything in the last couple weeks um most recently i i finished like because i just started but and then i finally finished my uh my octopus teacher oh on netflix that was a great one. Yeah. I like they watched a few documentary type things, just like oh. some YouTube ones, but then I watched that one because I I liked it, but I just stopped for like dinner or something and then stopped didn't pick it back up. Yeah. The good thing about my octopus teacher is like you can you can sit with it. It doesn't have to be the type of movie that you just absorb all in one go. You you can kind of take your time with it, watch it in installments or watch it all together and you can still get just as much out of it either way i would imagine so yeah that's fair yeah yeah it was good pretty interesting yeah Yeah. i was really really moved by that one just i don't know just reminds me of like i don't know just reminds me a lot of like personal things i guess so anyway well i mean i've uh as far as me i've been kind of watching I've been exploring the the world of the Kushar brothers, 
which you know means I've watched a few of their movies and I watched the documentary about them. You know, I don't really want to elaborate too much on that because I'll just go on forever. But yeah, huh? Never heard. <laughs> <Anyways>. of <them. laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's pretty uh, pretty weird stuff. <laughs> that thundercrack movie. Oh, yes. one you were sure that was one of them. No, yeah, were... that was that was their that's their most controversial movie, which is a two and a half hour long black and white adult picture, ad- adult horror comedy um, that I found pretty interesting. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it sounded <laughs> it's, really interesting, so I bought yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really bizarre. You know, I, I definitely weird, but. I mean, I've been kind of in the mood for more like weird type of movies anyway. So <laughs> the movie I'm going to choose um, for the next episode is a uh, pretty weird one. So All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. anyway. All right. So should we get started? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So the first film we we're going to talk about was the choice that you uh, picked. Zach. Yeah, I chose right. some Charles Band full moon cheesiness. <laughs> yeah. Evil bomb. <laughs> I love it. Yep. <laughs> it was exactly what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's kind of let down actually but yeah i, don't know. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't expecting much so well, i was expect i was expecting to be let down so i got exactly what i got what i got so. <laughs> but um maybe yeah uh, go on i was gonna say maybe i needed to be high to see this and i wasn't so mm. <laughs> yeah i mean i i i, I wasn't either i i should just you know mention i got nothing against you know marijuana use i mean i think pretty much most people agree that it's like most people agree on its medicinal advantages and stuff so you know we don't have to elaborate but yeah generally speaking most people i know love marijuana (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah but uh regarding this movie i mean it probably is the type of movie you need to be (laughs) in that state for because yeah i mean i could imagine i could definitely imagine myself enjoying aspects of this so all right i'm just gonna read the wiki plot like i normally do yeah okay (laughs) go for it uh nerdy college student alistair mcdowell but don't call him al (laughs) he doesn't like that yeah no (laughs) It is your, he's your stereotypical nerd, you know, part down the middle of the hair, glasses kind of thing. Mm, Yeah. All the characters are pretty stereotypical. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Moves in with law school dropout Larnell and his current roommates, typical surfer stoner Bachman and former baseball player Brett. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'll just quickly say that I'd say I would have to say that my favorite part of this movie were the early scenes, like the first 20 minutes or so for me were solid because like the setup, you know, that like the setup was perfect. You have this kind of, you know, somewhat, in, uh, what do you call it? Um, 
I don't want to say introverted, but I guess yeah, that's what he is, um, for lack of a better word. Uh, college student who really wants to take this science thing seriously, you know, really wants to pursue his his hobby and his interest, and he moves into a flat with um, some some laid back fellas who enjoy smoking up a storm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a golden premise because. It's a, it's a situation that a lot of people can relate to. It's a situation I certainly can relate to. But furthermore, it's it's a perfect horror movie setup because you have the, the character who, you know, uh, the other characters don't expect much from, but then you also have all these other characters that are very classifiable. So it's like, excellent. All right. Got the, got the ball rolling, you know? So let's see what happens next. Yeah. And then... Um... It all seemed like they were living in the living room. Like, the, I don't know. Yeah, every, that's they were all in one room, basically. As yeah. far as I could tell, yeah. I, know, I thought that was weird. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, they just yeah, I didn't know where the bedroom was. And I, I always, I love the surfer stoner stereotypical characters. I don't know why, but they're always hilarious to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the best. One was a good I, one. I always, I always think about Brad Pitt in um true romance yeah. <laughs> as as the dude on the couch like th- like to me that's like the ultimate sur- like st- stoner surfer dude on the couch like character ever because like he gets a gun pointed at him and all he does is go oh okay oh you want to go that way and then you want to do that and it's brad pitt which <laughs> makes it even better and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> like i love true romance in like for so many different reasons but that, like Brad Pitt as the stoner on the couch, just to me, that made the movie. Yeah. You know, as if as if Gary Oldman didn't already like bring that movie into like su- su- ultimate supremacy. Brad Pitt just you know pushed it along <laughs> a little bit. You know? And Ga- and James Gandolfini definitely helped oh, as yeah. well. So yeah, True Romance is such a great movie. Holy crap! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. All right. Anyway, sorry. Go on. <laughs> okay. It's a better movie. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when Larnell sees an ad for a large bong that the previous owner claims was possessed, he responds. And they found mm-hmm. this in high times on the cover, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Which- weird. Although one thing I will say is that this movie did kind of predict the future a little bit because once um, cannabis became legalized, um, I mean, I got I've been to Colorado multiple times and they actually do have quite a few sort of um, locally operated type of like newsletters and stuff of people who just literally all they do is just talk about marijuana and like, yeah, it's it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, it's so, here in California too. Yeah, it's it, it is starting to kind of become a thing in the New England region, you know. But we're taking our time with it. I mean, yeah. that's the thing. We we like to see how other states do first. We like to sort of observe. I've noticed that we like to kind of <laughs> look on the outside and then and then just sort of make like one decision after another rather than a bunch of decisions at once it's just kind of interesting I think. yeah yeah i like how it's like 
a lot less taboo now than it was in this movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, well, which I think, yeah, I think that's kind of one of the things that made this movie satisfying was that this, or, or interesting was that this movie uh, was, was, it came out during a time in which, um, you know, marijuana was actually something of a taboo still. Yeah. And so it's just intriguing to kind of see that perspective on it and how like they're kind of just like using it more as like a way of being like shocking and edgy and you know this and that almost like a reefer madness type of thing yeah which you look at it now and it's pretty pretty lame actually but (laughs) it's just kind of intriguing that it's an interesting as as far as historical things go just i don't know yeah um they receive the bong and start smoking with the exception of alistair alistair meets brit's girlfriend luann and her friend janet who alistair develops a crush on and who also looks like 40 year old (laughs) 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 which i guess it's like i'm guessing maybe the original actor quit and they are just like all right well well charles band was just like that one <laughs> yeah she's, band was... she's blonde she can get the part yeah yeah you you act enough like a like a like a 19 year old you know just do the best you can nobody will watch it anyway yeah. <laughs> except us yeah. uh, later that night bachman's soul is pulled into the bong world which mm. takes the form of a hellish strip club inside Evil Bong. Yeah. This is about when the movie lost me. Yeah. No, there, has... there are exactly two sets the living yeah. room of that apartment <laughs> and this strip club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And everything in the strip club had that weird outline to it. Oh, that was yeah. so annoying. That yeah. That, what the fuck? That ruined that? it. I mean, it, I like the thing is, like, I'm not really into like movies where like you just show like a lot of strippers everywhere and stuff anyway but like i mean i can i i like i but i don't mind them like i i can tolerate them but then like when you add like a filter over it it's just like what am i even watching like why yeah. <laughs> like i, I could have got we it, already like, know yeah i could have got it the first time and that could have gone away and like i get it now like you don't need to show it yeah but, yeah no nope. yeah yeah, the whole thing. We we <laughs> it was much. clear <laughs> they didn't need it. I mean, yeah. obviously yeah. it was happening. There's no reason for it. <laughs> yeah, maybe they thought the audience was too stoned to get it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe they were relying on that. I mean, I guess like it's also possible. Like maybe they were trying to sort of explore like, or or maybe try to almost try to make a horror movie about like what it's like to like get too high because everybody's experienced that but like <laughs> that's like maybe for some people it feels like being stuck in a glass bong that has a face that doesn't move <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what charles band experiences when he's high yeah maybe <laughs> he's like oh fuck Whoa. Oh, I gotta make a horror movie out of this one. <laughs> yeah, whole ass franchise. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, which speaking of which, so you get you you caught the the little cameo there. There's a lot of cameos. Um, oh well, yeah, but there there was, but there was a there was a cameo that was specific to this. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gotta love a masturbating puppet. <laughs> yeah, it was a ginger the ginger dead man. He showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it was because the other one, there was another puppet, masturbating puppet for is that from another series, you think, then too? Yeah, it's uh Ooga Booga from Doll Graveyard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then also Tim Thomerson show or not Tim Thomerson, but um well okay, I mean yeah, Tim Thomerson, but like um what do you call it? The uh oh damn, now what was oh Jack Deff. Who is the character that Tim Thomerson played in um, uh, Trancers. Trancers? Yeah, he shows up in this movie too, which is kind of—I actually kind of appreciated that because I—I I did grow up with the Trancers movies, sort of, <laughs> and so it was kind of cool to see Jack Def show up, uh, even though it wasn't really that I, satisfying. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know it, what that is at all? Yeah, it's like. I mean, it was kind of dumb. So it, it, I don't know. It's not even worth talking about. <laughs> yeah, there's apparently there's an, so the next the next sentence is actually where he meets Ooga Booga and Ivan Burrows, which mm. apparently Ivan yes. Burrows is a character in Decadent Evil. Yeah, another fucking movie from them. Yeah, <laughs> basically, then, Charles Band wow. was like, "Let's make a movie about characters that smoke weed and hallucinate full moon characters." Yeah, yeah. and the. I have expected the giant from uh, the Moonbeam picture, Beanstalk, to show up. <laughs> he comes crashing in. That would have made the movie for me. Like, if he showed up, be like, oh, I, I love, love little people. Oh, oh, you, you smell interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, uh, the Jack in the Box was from another one of his evil toy yeah, movies. D- Demonic Toys, mm. which I have seen. And... Uh, I've I've also seen a few of the puppets. I've seen the first one, two, three. I think either three or four Puppet Master movies, and I forget which one it is. Um, but one of them, they fight the Nazis in it. I think it was like there's a I few of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's Axis of Evil. Yeah. And then Axis Rising. Yeah. I mean, I think it might have been in the third movie. There's I don't know. It's the only many, one I remember. Too many Puppet Master movies. <laughs> yeah, but there's way too many. There's like a there's like fifty of them or something. I'm I'm just like wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> but go on. I I love how we keep going off topic about the evil bong, just like the characters throughout yes. the course of the movie. They just go off topic from the plot because yeah. they're all stoned all the time. Yeah. Um. So he meets Ubuga and Ivan Burroughs, who warns him to watch himself around the evil bong. Mm. He's introduced to one of the strippers who has skulls on her bra that start biting his neck, killing him. Well, I Uga, didn't get it. Well, Ubuga watches on, masturbating. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I was like, "All right, well, this movie can do whatever it wants, I guess." Yeah. yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. It's not following any rules, so. 
the next morning, the other roommates find Bachman dead on the couch. Um, Alistair tells oh, that them... A, that, uh, sorry to interrupt again. Oh, go ahead. Um, that was another thing I didn't like about the movie was how the best character gets killed first. Like, why yeah. does that yeah. have to happen? Like, that God was damn annoying. It. Like, yeah. I just, I don't understand why horror movies do that. That's happened so many times now. Oh, yeah. Or like the cameos. They just kill yeah. off their highest paid person. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tommy Chong was is in this, but he was in it for a good chunk of it, though, at least. Mm. Yeah. He's billed as, thing. like, the main yeah. actor, though. <laughs> he probably yeah. was got that, yeah. That's got the one thing I will say. For it, at least. Yeah, but that that is the one thing I will say about this movie is that like, regardless of how lowbrow and cheap it was, I I still did I I still did ultimately enjoy the Tommy Chong material. Yeah, like, because like, I mean, it, it it's it's the kind of thing where it kind of like evades rationale. It's just kind of about what it is, and like, there's nothing funnier than watching him like dance around a bunch of breasts. <laughs> or whatever he's doing at the end there yeah. but anyway now i'm getting ahead of myself go, go on um, bachman's dead on the couch alistair tells them that it's probably the weed but larnell points out they all smoke the weed uh larnell also notices that the bong has changed uh, a face has started to appear um, the trio hide his body and are nearly caught when larnell's paralyzed wealthy grandfather Cyril comes by to tell Larnell that he just got remarried which I think was a yeah. that was a nice little, I thought <laughs> what's that yeah I thought that was a funny funny little bit because the grandpa was like just roasting them all <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was funny I enjoyed that um Later on, the bong starts speaking to Larnell, uh, to Larnell only, no one else hears, and tempts him to smoke from her, which he does. Um, pulled into the bong world, he sees Bachman, who seems to be fine, the ginger dead man, and Cyril. Eventually, a stripper lands Larnell a lap dance, and he's killed in a similar way that Bachman was killed. I think, except it was sharks. The second one, yep. shark titties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which that made a little bit more sense because the first time it was just <laughs> like she was like rubbing her tits on him, and then he was like, "Oh," ugh, and it was like, "Okay," but then like this time it's like, "Okay, sharks, sharks make a little bit more sense," you know. So, yeah, I guess <laughs> it have been sharks for the first guy because he was a surfer. Oh, uh, you yeah, see, what the fuck are they thinking? <laughs> that would have made much more sense yeah i don't know why they didn't do that um it would have actually fit the character more like you said and it would have been funnier because can you imagine yeah. that guy getting eaten by sharks like our titties like. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah that would have been perfect what a they blew such a golden opportunity i wow. swear wow crazy yeah. wow. you know you get a movie like evil bong and then you don't know what to do with it Sam Charles Band. God damn you. Uh, back in the real world, Luann and Janet come over and the group 
again, with the exception of Alistair, smokes from the bong. After Brett and Luann pass out, they wake up in the same strip club and they're gr- greeted by Jack Attack from Demonic Toys. Yeah. Uh, and Luann is taken away by the bouncer. Brett is then treated by his ex-girlfriend, Carla Brewster, a stripper in the bong world. She eventually uses her lip-cupped bra to, to bite off Brett's genitals, killing him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just lips on this one. They probably just ran out of <laughs> they ran out of ideas. Okay. Sharks well, skulls. Fuck, now what? <laughs> well then wasn't there but the, wasn't there also like a part in the movie where they were talking about blowjobs and like one of the characters said something like like, Oh, there's no such thing as a bad blowjob or whatever and then one of the characters says, Oh, I uh, I dispute that one person had braces and she chomped on my, oh, yeah. you know, blah blah blah. Teeth you know, like the type yeah, of thing like that guys usually yeah. say. Yeah. yeah, like I, I remember something. So maybe they were trying to kind of connect that idea and it's like, uh, oh, look at how clever we're, we're being. Like, yeah, uh, they, the they got they connected those dots, yeah. but not the shark yeah. and the surfer dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> that's so more obtuse. Yeah. <laughs> little bit of a whoopsie (laughs) oh can we also mention how how those two passed out like the girl was crazy horny started like dry dry humping and stuff that was was funny that was really funny i i did laugh at that it was like a showgirls-esque spasm (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like humping his leg like a dog <laughs> and jumping on a pogo stick <laughs> yeah like what what the fuck <laughs> i i enjoyed young. that I'm that was I'm funny horny. I'm horny. <laughs> yeah that, that was funny mm. i mean it was definitely like a fantasy but it was funny though like i mean i think i mean i think a big part of the reason admittedly i think a big part of the reason this movie kind of was lost on me has to do with the fact that like i'm not straight (laughs) because (laughs) because so many of the jokes were all about like oh if you don't do this you're fag or if you don't do this you're this or that and whatever and like there was like naked women women everywhere and like women doing this and that and i a lot of the scenes I kind of just felt more like confused <laughs> and puzzled by. <laughs> so like, so I think maybe I wasn't the target audience ultimately, yeah. you know, which I hate to say because I do, I am open-minded, you know, and, and most movies I actually can get behind. And I, I don't even have a problem with like female nudity or anything. I, I, you know, I can admit even as a gay man that women are, absolutely perfect you know as far as the way they look i mean the the voluptuousness of a woman is is you know one of the most flawless things ever you know and so i certainly don't enjoy or i certainly don't mind looking at like nudity of a woman or anything like that i think that you know women look attractive a lot of the time but i don't get any sort of like emotional or any kind of anything toward it so Mm -hmm. when i look at it it's kind of like you know what it is that's all yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, as a straight man for this movie 
I was the same, felt the same way. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. ever? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. It seems like very on brand for Full Moon just to shove titties in the camera. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so, so like, all right, that's good. So I, I feel a little bit more like, less confused like i i don't feel as as out of the joke i guess so to speak you know no no No, you're not at all (laughs) okay good (laughs) it also seems like a very mid-2000s thing to do Mm, yeah i i do recall actually like a lot of movies um in the mid-2000s having just an insane amount of female nudity in them um i think that's that was like the golden age of like the unrated cut on dvd yeah the euro (laughs) trip days yeah okay yeah yeah like where like a movie would come out in the theater and it'd be a sex comedy and you'd go to see it and the trailer would make it look all scandalous and stuff and you'd see it and there would only be like a couple scenes of like a couple strippers or something but then when the movie comes out on unrated there's like a 10 minute long sequence or something like that of like a sex scene or a strip club scene or something that wasn't in the original cut that doesn't really add anything to the movie but it's there and it's kind of like oh interesting you know like i think that like even a lot of those national lampoon movies like even some of those like they were maybe only like 30 or 40 seconds longer but those 30 or 40 seconds would be full of female nudity oh yeah so yeah so yeah the 2000s were definitely like a high time for that i guess which another side note uh you should check out the unrated cut of sex drive they kind of parody that and like straight up just green screen tits and dong in there (laughs) i'll check it out definitely i'll definitely definitely see i like that movie too funny one That's great. <clears throat> oh, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, okay, so the gingerbread or ginger dead. Um, I think something after yeah, that. Guy, she bit off the dude's dick. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, when Alistair starts figuring out what's going on. Janet falls prey to the bong and passes out. Uh, Jimbo Leary, played by Tommy Chong, enters and proclaims that the bong named E.B. is his and has a voodoo curse on it. I think this is the first time a Wikipedia article has said it falls pre- he, she falls prey to the bong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. I'm still laughing about that sentence. Okay. Anyway. Uh, uh, once you take enough, once you take enough hits from it, it brings you to the bong world where it kills you. Uh, in order to save Janet, uh, Alistair <laughs> enters the bong world. Meanwhile, Jimbo tries destroying the bong with a hammer, a chainsaw, and resorting to drastic measures, a bomb. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> EB unleashes a cloud of marijuana smoke, causing Jimbo to pass out. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. All right, that makes Check. sense. I, I think that part Checks went out. a little... Yeah, all right. It, it, like, when Alistair smoked, he had no effect. Like, everyone else was, like, acting super high and shit. Didn't affect him. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah dude smokes weed I, for the first time and 
No. Nope. You won't. I mean, believe it or sense. not, I believe it or not, I do know people who that where that has happened, where like they've they they insist that you know they did it for the first time and they felt nothing. So. Yeah, the first time you know, often maybe. do. I didn't for the first time when I didn't. It took me a few tries to, and I yeah. wasn't. I was inhaling. <laughs> yeah, it, it does yeah, happen. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, okay. Yeah, sometimes it's just a different sort of thing for certain people. So, but in the context of this movie, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, it was making them fucking act weird in general, like. Especially the mm. amount of overacting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... Yeah. Because it was like possession, too. They like When they were, he was trying to save Janet, she was all acting all st- fucked up and wouldn't listen to reason, you know, with a male yeah. stripper instead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. He, he was fine. Which, he was, you know... Lucid in the bong world, saving her. Gotta throw a male stripper. You know, you gotta provide something for the ladies, I guess, so... Yeah, of course, <laughs> always. Uh, meanwhile, in the bong world, EB forces the strippers to seduce Alistair, but he breaks them off. During her search, she bumps into Jack Death. Um, once he finds a stoned Janet, EB reveals her motives to control the world by turning the air into pot smoke and the oceans into bong water, making everyone massive stoners. I did I, not. I'm just I not been paying attention. Yeah, I didn't catch that either. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much the last part of this movie was just a confusing mess. Uh, I mean, I I get what they were trying to do with it. They were trying to like do kind of stream of conscious, like, oh, we can do whatever type of like cool world, outrageous, out of control stuff. But like, yeah. it's just kind of stupid. Like, like Charles Band was just like, all right, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Let's just finish this. Uh, they take vitamins that Jimbo gave them to make them sober <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, vitamins. That's all it took. Uh, Jimbo, who... At least it, at least it admit, didn't make them start, like, puking out of their nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jimbo, who has just got sucked into the bong world, tells him to go ahead and escape while he takes care of E.B. Jimbo shows E.B. the time bomb strapped to his chest. He activates the bomb and blows up E.B. Back in the real world, the gang has their souls returned and everyone comes back to life. However, Jimbo has apparently been killed along with the bong, which is now shattered into pieces. The final scene shows that Jimbo is now the king of the bong world where he plays with his Hot Wheels on girls' titties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the ending made it worth it, but yeah. it's about all I like have to little... say. <laughs> yeah, because that was a little sub thing is that he, they bought the bong from his wife that was you yeah. know, clearing out all his shit and, she, and Tommy Chong was like, and she sold my Hot Wheels too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So in the end, like the only character you end up ultimately caring about is Tommy Chong, which you don't even meet him until the end of the movie. And then he gets what he wants. So this movie pretty much, you know, delivers the goods. No one died. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Nobody died. (laughs) It was kind of a superfluous event, actually, when you really think about it. 
It kind of just yeah. came across like a bunch of random dudes got stoned in a room and had a weird hallucination and then, then the movie ended. <laughs> yep. I mean, well, let's see. Well, I did. I thought one thing I thought was funny too was the grandma. Like they were expected because the, the Gramps was an old rich dude. Like it yeah. was implied that he was going to get like a hot young wife. But it yeah. turns out to just be an old lady, just as old as he is. <laughs> and she just sits on the couch and passes out. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not much else to say about the evil no. ball. <laughs> oh, there's a random uh, Bill Mosley cameo. Oh, I like that. That Yeah, I always enjoy seeing Bill Mosley. Like, you know, sometimes I get a little frustrated because he'll show, he'll like be Bill or he'll be like, you'll see his name in the like um, being top billed in a movie where he's like not in it that much. He's one of those actors that sometimes that happens with. Yeah. I remember I got really irritated about at that movie uh, Homesick, which like actually wasn't that bad a movie. I actually kind of enjoyed it a lot, but the I hated the fact that the the DVD has Bill Mosley like literally on the front cover like looking like the main character and he's only in it for like five minutes yeah I, and and also like that it also kind of bummed me out because it was put out by synapse films which they don't seem like the company that would usually do that type of thing so it's yeah. kind of just a bummer when that happens but he was actually pretty entertaining in that movie so but anyway i appreciated seeing him in this you know i'm yep. never gonna complain about bill mosley so. <laughs> So, what was with those transitions, too? You remember you, oh, like, yeah, just... those fucking cuts they had there? It was like, are these ad breaks for like, <laughs> like what the fuck know. is this shit? Just like, when uh, it faded, we don't know how to yeah, transition, so we'll throw these pot leaves up. Yeah, yeah that... it was like a 15 second transition, too. It wasn't like, what the fuck I don't know. I thought it was. <clears throat> I thought it was pretty fucking lame when I was watching it. I'm like, oh my god, this is yeah. stupid. I don't yeah. like this at all. This is like, I yeah. want this to be like. They're probably like, know, I, I don't want. <laughs> they're probably like, it'll distract him from uh, having them not notice that we're using the same set. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's just add like a bunch of random like visual effects, you know, screen graphics and crap that you'd make in graphics art. And just to disguise the fact that there's like nothing we're working with here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. The music was sort of catchy. I mean, it was all like music about people singing about weed, and that's pretty much it. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much to really say about this one beyond the fact that it was, you know, just kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Sums it up, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What would you guys give it? One. Yeah. Yeah, one. Me, yeah. <laughs> Me too. One. It's I don't know. I'm surprised there's sequels to be honest. Yeah, seven of I mean, them. Where else can you yeah, seven Fuck sequels seven. to Evil Bong? <laughs> like that you like to me that's that right there seems almost like the the 
something that somebody would come up with while they were really like oh wouldn't it be funny if somebody made an evil bong movie and then somebody made seven sequels like that's (laughs) like i i mean where can you even go with this like apparently a a lot of places (laughs) i guess so i don't know i mean I, I don't know if I'll ever watch those. I, I it's hard to really I don't I don't even really know like how to feel about this to be to be honest. Yeah. I mean, so. I have I have the box set of them all, so I'm going to watch them eventually. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, nice. Maybe I'll I'll marathon them on 420 or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, maybe maybe that's what they're made for, you know. I don't know. I think hey, that is uh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe one of them is like gay themed or something. I'll check. I'll check that one out. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. All oh, right. Shit. Apparently, oh. there's going to be uh, a ninth one this year. A ninth evil oh. one. It's called the Ginger Weed Man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ginger I, weed. Apparently. What is going on? I didn't know this was like a whole cinematic universe. Yeah. There's, also, there's Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong. Mm. Which is the fourth one. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Wow. There's, there's so okay. many Evil Bongs. There's oh, so okay. many, so many, so many Evil Bongs, you know. And also, like, I and I'm sorry to keep talking about this movie, but like, why would somebody even want to buy a used bong in the first place? When you, when you really think about it, like, it doesn't really make a whole That's lot a good of question sense. Question too. I mean, yeah. yeah, if you have if you have a bong, and it works fine, you're not going to want to get a new one. Like, you're not going to want to get or not not a used one. I mean, like, you're not going to want to get like a random bong if you have one that works perfectly fine already. So it just it just seems kind of like. Like the plot doesn't even really make sense when you actually yeah. stop yeah, and think. No like, one, yeah, yeah, that'd be gross anyway. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. also like, let alone Tommy Chong. Why would you buy a used <laughs> bong from Tommy Chong? Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah. like no thanks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. Fuck this movie. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. yeah. Just flush it down stupidity. the toilet. Yeah, I'll watch the sequels though. I'll watch the sequels. <laughs> now that I know that it's a cinematic universe, I might have to. Yeah. Well, how many Ginger Dead movie, Ginger or Ginger Dead Man movies are there? Uh, I think, including Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong, I think only four. Four. Okay. So if you combine four Ginger Dead Man movies and not nine altogether right evil bong movies or no actually technically it would be eight because one of them is technically a ginger ginger dead man so you four plus eight so that's 12 movies so all they need is how many more to top the marvel cinematic universe what (laughs) (laughs) i think there's 22 mcu movies okay 22 all right so would you count demonic toys and trancers and stuff too since they're technically in this movie for a little bit oh yeah and doll man i mean (laughs) especially if they're in other (laughs) evil bongs and 
I don't know how far it goes with the crossover shit. All There's it, so, so many wow. crossovers, dude. So many crossovers. And, and we're not even, we haven't even talked about the fact that Demonic Toys has, has been combined with Puppet Masters. If you add the Puppet Masters movies, okay, then, yeah, then totally. we, have, we have a bigger cinematic universe here than the, the Marvel universe. Cinematic Universe. The Full Moon <laughs> yeah, Universe. Okay. Yeah, Shit. we've come full circle on the Full Moon. Yeah. yeah, it's bigger. Yeah. Bigger. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> all right. Okay. So, so are you fellas all uh, bonged out by evil bong? Yeah. For now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. For now. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps we'll revisit the series, but perhaps not. You know. Maybe a four twenty episode or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'd be into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll even yeah. rewatch the first one. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll watch like a review of it or something. I don't know. Some of the people on YouTube were pretty funny, so yeah, I'll find somebody else's opinion and I'll just laugh at theirs. <laughs> sure, like Red Letter Media or someone's already covered it. Yeah, yeah probably covered probably. a few of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hell, we could just listen to this episode again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah why not? Yeah. But, uh, okay, so the next movie that we are going to talk about was Your, cho- your Choice, Nick, which is quite different from Evil Bong. You know, I just want to add. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it is College Road Trip. It is mm. a, a Disney film. A Disney road trip film, believe it or not. Yeah. Starring Martin Lawrence and Raven, Raven Simone. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I guess uh, one thing I will say just real quick is that the idea of Martin Lawrence in a Disney movie um, already is kind of an unusual idea. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and so I was just, I, so I actually was genuinely curious about this movie when I watched it. Just to kind of see, like, how, like, how is that even possible? Mar- Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, he plays a cop, unsurprisingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. Which I appreciated, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they had to have cast him just for that, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Anyway, I mean, yeah, I plays... always, I always, you see, it's weird because the first thing I ever think of when I think of him is his performance in house party <laughs> like i don't even know why but like he plays this character he's one of the friends of the you know the duo there the, what is it kid, kid, kid and play. play yeah kid and play. <laughs> um he, he's like a buddy of theirs and sort of the running gag of the movie is that he has bad breath and so <laughs> they they keep calling him dragon breath i think it is or, or something like that Oh, really? and so yeah and so whenever i think of martin lawrence i think of him in that and then the second thing i think of him is is uh uh, uh big mama's house i had to watch that movie a dozen times because there was this kid i was babysitting who was obsessed with it and let me tell <laughs> you like i could probably recite every single martin lawrence line in that entire movie like it's ridiculous but anyway so my sort of perspective on Martin Lawrence is like, I mean, I don't immediately think of bad boys, I guess is what I'm trying to say, even though I probably should, because that's 
probably his best known work. That's what I immediately think of. Yeah. Yeah. See Blue Streak. It's the other one I immediately think of. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm the same way with Denzel Washington and a lot of other actors of that type who, you know, a lot of people tend to kind of like pigeonhole. Like a lot of people, when they think of Denzel Washington, they think of Training Day. Mm -hmm. But I always think of some of his like more versatile kind of like unusual types of roles um you know like i i tend to associate him with like mo better blues the spike lee movie and things like that you know and then brandon lee is another one like i i always think of like gods and monsters rather than his comedies i don't know why like hmm. yeah. yeah yeah anyway so yeah he's definitely typecast i feel martin lawrence but <laughs> yeah definitely so yeah this is a movie about him being um a cop dad overprotective stereotypical type of his daughter who's played by raven she's going off to college you know mm-hmm. he planned he planned this out when she was born which college she was gonna go to before she even had any say in it because it was close and, yeah uh, keep an eye on her keep her protected and whatnot yeah but the film she's... kind of makes a sort of running joke out of how overprotective he is you know that he kind of planned yeah. out his her whole life for her yeah. yep she's and she's seems is apparently pretty smart she wants to go into law um yeah she wants to go to george that's her choice is georgetown in dc yeah and she actually she's does on... show a lot of like integrity regarding like what the law means and like following rules and stuff you know like she is like generally like a good person even though she wants to kind of have her freedom you know like she does like she's she does kind of encourage the whole like law abiding like persona i guess you would call it so yeah she's a pretty smart cookie yeah um uh, then there's like uh the the pig <laughs> <laughs> yes they there's have a pig. pig. It's a Disney She's, movie. They have a, yeah. they have a like, half scene pig for some some of the scenes and like Yeah. You gotta have a cute little pig, you know, to be the animal mascot. Yep, so. a little a little genius brother of some sort. Yeah. The best character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Arguably, I mean yeah. you know, you guys know me well enough, but of course, you know, that's the character I'm gonna immediately, you know, appreciate the most about this kind of thing because I mean you know regard because like to me like okay so you have a like you have a movie that's about a parent right and um to me like he's kind of hyper focusing on his daughter he's overprotective of her and her future and her uh best best uh interests which is understandable you know because he's a cop and you know he just he he's a little bit paranoid and so he you know monitors her every move you know but then as an as and as 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 an end result you have a younger sibling who ends up having to kind of carry the brunt of that because obviously he you know is neglected you mm-hmm. know and doesn't get the same degree of attention that his sister gets and so therefore yep. he kind of has the freedom to, to kind of pursue his own interests which are way beyond anything that the other characters are doing so he's the mis- <laughs> he's the misfit of the of the family so you know, I'm immediately going to be like, okay, he's the most interesting character. Yeah, he's playing chess with that pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he even teaches it how to how to use the toilet, 
Yep. I mean, that's pretty impressive because <laughs> anybody who's worked with pigs will know that pigs like don't have a very good idea on like how to even like begin when it comes to like monitoring their own you know uh expulsions they'll just do it whenever (laughs) i'm not trying to be vulgar but uh pigs are known for being spontaneous animals so it's impressive to me that he's able to potty train a pig yeah i mean they're pretty smart animals i've heard like smart oh they're extremely intelligent extremely intelligent so anyway it's a uh she gets an opportunity to interview at georgetown after um i don't know some debate she like some high school debate team thing it was her defending the big bad wolf i this was my gathering she defended the big bad wolf in a, like a high school trial against the three yeah. little pigs and one <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is interesting you know it's yeah. like, ooh, okay so you know she knows she understands the logistics of the system. She understands, like, mm-hmm. the... I mean, I understand that to a certain degree it all comes down to a matter of perspective, but she yep. understands that if you can't prove that something happened, you have no case. She understands yeah. that basic element of law. So, yeah, and, and that's, like that's dad, important. And, the, the, and, like, right after, it was, it was like, the martin lawrence at said or well you know he was guilty right because he is a cop and that's you know cops don't like yeah. notoriously don't like defense attorneys yeah and exactly she came, and, she came and back instinct. with some type of quip yeah yeah she came back with like, some type of quip like, oh, that's not my job <laughs> or something yeah. like that yeah if you can't prove it you can't prove it i mean yep yeah you know. it's innocence yeah you know and i i know a lot of people who like who are going into law enforcement who are trying to kind of be mindful of that fact but it's just it's something that even like a lot even a lot of people who are our age have trouble comprehending so the fact that she is able to sort of uh understand those dimensions it says a lot about her character so i mean it yeah. just shows how different she is from her dad since he is so instinctual as as a father and as a officer of the law so yeah <clears throat> well then so she does get this opportunity to apply to georgetown and the college road trip ensues um the first <laughs> thing that was <laughs> she was gonna go with her friends but i don't know she, word came to the dad that they were gonna be staying at a sorority i think that's why he stepped in he just you know yeah. wanted to be monitoring her the whole time Pretty but much. also and- you know, he wanted oh, to yeah. start planting seeds of not her wanting not to go there, doing like make sure she might sh- change her mind and stuff. You know, little road trip hazards or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, he was trying to stra- strategize a way to dissuade her. You know, which her mom, her you know, his wife was trying to counteract. Which I yeah, like the before fact they, they left. Tried- yeah, yeah, and I like the fact that they chose to kind of include her. Like I like the fact that she was included in, in the the plight, so to speak, because I do feel like you know she did have something of a say as to what her daughter's future would look like, and so, like to me, um, I think that Mar- that it was it was just it was cool to sort of establish that key element. Like even though it wasn't really necessary, I did appreciate 
the fact that they sort of showed that. So yeah, it was you know the mom wanting her to be her daughter to be her own person and you know overprotective dad and yeah everyone knew it like even <laughs> like when they went to their when they finally showed up at like their grandparents house like they all freaked yeah. out it's my son ah the over the crazy overprotective one and they all like fucking yeah. him they were doing a tango <laughs> <laughs> that was so random mm-hmm. i was like okay cool so, you gotta have some kind of some kind of movement in this movie other yeah. than driving and arguing <laughs> yeah there wasn't a whole lot else going on yep. yep so i guess the first trap set by martin lawrence would have been him taking her on a side tour to northwestern which was like you know whatever 40 minutes away from them. yeah and she's been there already apparently like i've seen it and he's, and he's like yeah. oh, i guess or something <laughs> So they go again. He plants like some good-looking, nice dude, like which is a, was apparently one of his rookie officers or something there. And then she figures it out because he slips up and calls him anything for whatever chief's daughter or something like that. He messes up. <laughs> apparently, yeah. everybody he got acting in this charade. Yeah, she found out told him off and then like all the it was like all the background actors kind of like looked around and said oh she knows go home whatever and then they do <laughs> so he got a lot of favors called in just for that one little trick yeah that Didn't was work. yeah yeah it ended up being a misguided venture you know just kind of led to pretty much the exact opposite of what he wanted to have happen so yep mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, it's going to be, I didn't really necessarily think he was going to pull these kind of tricks. I was like, oh, it's going to be, a... yeah. I thought it was going to even be more combative than it was. Cause like when she realized it, she said, oh, it's on. I thought yeah. maybe they might do pranks back and forth or something maybe, but no, it wasn't really that yeah. involved. Yeah. It ended up kind of being pretty like vanilla. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most disappointing thing about it. Is it like, I actually do think that there was some pretty good comedic potential there here with the premise, but then yeah, it's it's yeah. ultimately I feel hurt by that it was a Disney movie because if you're aiming at if you're doing the plot of a college like an almost college kid you can't really I mean it's they didn't really do any comedy towards that age range really not at all it was it was all more kids stuff. And it, would, it just seems like a weird kids movie to watch. Yeah. For, uh, well, like, like the thing is, otherwise. like, the thing is, it doesn't really make sense to make a call a movie about college that's for kids because yeah, that's like I, that's what I would, like. My like only my question I had was like, well, who is this trying mm-hmm. to? What what's the target audience of this movie? It's that's kid, the thing. Like, the subject says kids, but like the plot and stuff, you'd think it'd be like. At least teenagers of some sort, but no comedy yeah. for them. I mean, like, when you're a kid, like, I mean, the thing that sucks about growing up is the fact that you're constantly reminded of the fact that you're a kid and the fact that you're, you know, not allowed to do things. And so when you reach adulthood and you become, you know, somebody who is college age, the first thing you want to do when you go to college is do the things that you weren't allowed to do when you were a kid. So why would you make a kid's movie that's about college 
there's nothing you can really do with it. Yeah. It's like they go to a party. <laughs> yeah. But there's no Where, nothing but bad there's involved. No drinking. <laughs> yeah. There's no drinking. It's just literally people dancing. Yeah. To music that has like a little bit of heavy bass, I guess. <laughs> maybe maybe I mean I don't know, can can a movie get a PG rating for heavy bass? Uh, I this movie gets a G rating, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean maybe that's objectionable 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 content if the bass is like you know kind of too rhythmic cuz like the rhythm kind of reminds people of the lambada or something like maybe <laughs> I, I mean i don't know like it's a reach but that's the only conclusion i can come to <laughs> i mean like that's the only risk they could have really taken with that so mm-hmm. yeah they took zero risks <laughs> yeah um, the Raven road trip. Simone... Go... Yeah, go on. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. The so the road trip goes on. Um, they eventually <laughs> the Martin Lawrence uses a cop GPS or a police police GPS called P Gips. P G keeps calling P-Gips. it P Gips. <laughs> Raven's like, why fine. don't you just call it police GPS? <laughs> He's like, no, it's P Gips. They had a little smart. I don't know. There was this dumb little scene of it, them driving through the woods. Yeah, they find they find the little brothers because they eventually blow a tire and they find the little mm. brother in the back. You know, yeah, he's in like a container with an oxygen tank. Yeah, <laughs> and the I mean, like yeah, that I mean I. I didn't I didn't see that coming I will admit but at the same time I should have cuz it's like that yeah. was yep. I mean up until that point of the movie that was pretty much one of the only things this movie had going for it that and the mother like were the only characters that were like even slightly you know involving and so to kind of have him show up in the road tri- on the road trip like it did ultimately improve the movie I guess because like after that you know there is a little bit more i guess tension so to speak because there's more characters yep yep and so uh during the him trying to replace the tire he accidentally jacks it up too far and it rolls off a cliff just and destroys it (laughs) Mm, yeah they would have killed his son (laughs) they never found him in that fucking safe that he was in (laughs) That would have been, been messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my first reaction to it, but yeah. Kind of actually they saved him. <laughs> kind of terrified me to be honest. It was like <laughs> the one I was like, oh man, car. But I think it, it because again, I just think about car related like accidents and like situations where people have been killed in these horrible <laughs> ways. And I'm like, oh, would have been a bad way to go. Yep. So, that was probably the scariest thing going on in this movie like yeah or or the most, the like, most action intense. was there yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a car rolling off yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah so next scene is them at a hotel now fuck mm. it's, they walk to it it was like uh nothing too much interesting the pig eats some coffee and goes hog wild yeah, it's kind of cute, <laughs> and that was the CG part. The pig was like total yeah. CG in that. Uh, 
Yeah. He crashes a wedding. Uh, <laughs> you know, Disney t- Disney style, just lots of food flying everywhere and shit. <laughs> yeah. Lots of smiles, lots of like, oh, you know, crazy like reactions and, you know, the camera make sure to very clearly show each person's expression because Disney really wants to get the feelings going, you know, like mm-hmm. show as much emotions as possible, you know, just to kind of cover up the fact that there's no plot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really isn't any. And it's, I mean, yeah. It's like so it's, hard to... Yeah. It's hard to kind of like say, much about this movie really like beyond just sort of the series of events that are quirky and unusual yeah <sighs> yeah i mean the next thing would be that they they got a bus like is that i forget if that's how it happened next but they they get yeah, on a, they get on a bus a, yeah a bus she she secures some bus seats on a yeah. like one of those asian tour buses <laughs> yeah which leads to the stupidest scene again i, I they just <laughs> a music video it yeah, was a music basically. video, I assume. It because, was. Because the cuts of, like, Martin Lawrence wasn't in it at all. They, they cut and he's just clapping. And it was yes. like <laughs> her busting out into dance and with all these, these Asian bus people. I don't know. Yeah. Like, and, and like, so this was one, it was the worst part for me is because one of the little, I don't know, nuggets of touchingness or whatever was like, oh, the song she sang for this thing was a song that her, her and Martin Lawrence sang as children, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that was their like bonding moment that never got talked yeah, about at any point. <laughs> it it was mentioned right in the beginning because right, he had but to that go was bag it. and they had it in. Yeah, yeah, they didn't then, say what it was though, or anything. It was like, yeah, oh. and then the thing was like they sang it together, and you'd assume that when they, if they used this mechanic, they would sing together in the final one, too, but no, it was her busting out into a music video and <laughs> Martin Lawrence was just clapping and, like, yeah, he didn't sing at all with her at it, so, like, it totally undercuts that point of them singing together. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I thought it sucked, Dis- honestly. Dis- it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "What the hell? This is some <laughs> bullshit!" Like, what the this? I did not want this movie to go in this direction. I don't give a crap yeah. about she's like saying, what this she's saying girl, with a, yeah. Like, this girl doesn't need her dad's approval. Like, she's at the point where she can make her own decisions. Like, why mm-hmm. did? Why does it even matter? You know, why does it even matter? <laughs> like, he hasn't earned that at that point. We've yeah. spent the whole movie watching him become a, be obnoxious. And so then, like he, she has to indulge him with this bullshit. No, <laughs> like, no, I hate that. That's garbage. It's fucking you know? dumb. Yeah, it's like and yeah, it works. no thanks. <laughs> yeah, off goes the receiver or whatever <laughs> channel. Like that's the point that I would get to. I wouldn't show this movie to my family. Yeah. No, it was awful. Like, yeah, and then it works too because like she was yeah. hiding stuff from him. Like, because he was mm. he was pissed off at her, mm. which is what incited yeah. the, the music video. <laughs> yeah, he has to take a semester in Japan, but then she yeah. puts on a music video and then everything's all nice and they're talking. Yeah, all talking is forgiven because she reminds him that she can sing. Yeah, and dance. No. <laughs> so fucking bad. Yeah, I don't know. 
didn't get it sorry i i mean it's just not an idea i can relate to i i just like to me it it doesn't matter like what sentiments are involved in whatever relationship like what matters is that she has a goal and he's he's getting in her way yep. like i don't even know how know like how else to say it yeah and the thing is even after that learning that turning point when they had a real conversation he still starts fucking yeah. up because the next it like, just goes I back guess, to being what it was before yeah because the next the next mm-hmm. plot points are that she they're staying at like you know the martin lawrence's mother's and she's going yeah. off with her friends which she was originally going to be in the area for with with them at a sorority <laughs> of like i don't know their cousins or something one of her friends cousins or sister or something yeah so he calls him up he calls her up to check on her but some who is so fucking stupid a deep voiced <laughs> yeah. girl just a deep voiced uh, girl picks up and says i don't know i don't know she's in the shower and like, like i don't which, even know which prompts him to fucking break into the sorority like mm. resetting that whole scene of fucking yeah. stupidity and I, I would also like i would imagine that scene probably doesn't sit too well these days with the fact like because i mean we you know like considering that like you know there have been like sort of a there has been an influx of like a lot of um sort of social and societal um issues with like trans people and um you know what constitutes like like what does it mean to be a woman versus what does it mean to be a man and stuff and so like associating like a deep voiced person with a man like i'm just saying like in the future this movie like that joke will probably not make a whole lot of sense like it didn't even really make a whole lot of sense in the first place yeah that same exact thought crossed my mind when it happened yeah okay this is a little dated for sure yeah (laughs) it was lost on me and like i mean there were a lot of things that were lost on me in this movie but that was like like that took me like a good like five minutes to even figure out like yeah so So, i mean he gets caught afterwards because he falls asleep under the bed gets thrown in jail it's like it's like the laziest plot point yeah or plot plot like at that point they're just trying to create conflict Mm-hmm. There was no need for it. It was extending the movie. Um, yeah. Which inevitably, <laughs> like, inevitably makes them miss their flight. Yeah. It's whatever. like, oh, great. Now okay. we have this shit good to deal with. By the way, Zach, you know, I, 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 I can't help but notice you haven't said anything. You're curiously <laughs> quiet. You know, yeah. which, I mean, you are a quiet person, which I, I pre, <laughs> you know, I, I understand why because. You know, you like to, you, you know, you, you have, when you say something, you want it to be something that's, that's necessary. And, you know, I find that really valuable, but I've, I'm noticing that you are very, very quiet when it comes to this movie. And yeah. I, I am curious, like, what, what are your thoughts on it? Overall, I, I, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it's not that it's like a bad movie. It's just not directed towards us yeah yeah pretty much yep and it's just full of tropes that we've all seen before yeah yeah exactly the g-rated yeah the g-rated road trip 
tropes. The G, and... the G rated comedy that takes no chances and does nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, the last little set piece would be that oh, yeah. they. They spoilers, they... by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, we already spoiled the shit out of Evil Bong, but you know, I don't think anybody cares about that movie. So. <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah, they, you know, Martin Lawrence he says, uses, I don't know, police power. He just says, let's get a ride with these divers, and they yeah. insinuate that it's a, you know, it's like an Olympic diving team in the water, but. Mm it turns out no there's skydivers yeah which which okay there's also one thing that i fucking hated about this movie was <laughs> there was so much screaming everybody yeah. they were like oh there's so much screaming like when the girls were dancing around and stuff during the sorority there's just they were scream- like girls don't do that i'm pretty sure they no. just don't <laughs> screaming <laughs> no i agree like I don't know why there was so much screaming. I, I couldn't figure that out. Like, yeah. there was a point where I was like, okay, like, why does there have to be this kind of emotion, like, this degree of, like, distress over, like, everything? Everything. I, yeah, every little thing. <laughs> it's probably the the views of the middle aged dudes who wrote it. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're so afraid of their their daughters growing up that they're like, oh, let's let's just write a movie about how like uh, upset we are. And like even the you credits, know? you know, the credits were uh, like a picture book type thing, you know, whatever the end credits. Yeah. And half of the pictures were people screaming. <laughs> 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 like over half. Like, yeah. you could, they couldn't get any other screenshots. Besides, yeah. like the pictures of a pig and people screaming, that's all they had in Pretty that like, slideshow. I'm yeah, like, okay. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> so yeah, I mean the know, movie ends yeah. with them. I mean the movie ends with them parachuting. Yeah, you know, they make getting, good. <laughs> they make they make it to the meeting because they parachute. Yeah. Whatever she gets in, whatever. Yeah, it's basically a movie about a um, a father learning to tolerate the fact that his daughter is her own person and that's pretty much it mm-hmm. Dumb. <laughs> pretty lame i mean not my kind of movie i i can certainly no. appreciate the f- i i can certainly appreciate the idea that many fathers and many you know men are concerned about their daughter's well-being i can definitely appreciate that you know in in a number of profound ways and i can certainly also understand why like an an idea like this may appeal to somebody like that but having said that if a father is feeling a lot of fears about his daughter's future and the kinds of decisions that she's going to make it would actually make more sense to make a more honest movie rather than a movie like college road trip which takes no chances says nothing new and doesn't do anybody any favors about trying to like you know depict the the future of you know a college student trying to make it on her own the film doesn't delve into that whatsoever instead it opts for a lot of cheap gags where 
you know, Martin Lawrence gets tied into these stupid situations with Raven Simone, who, let's face it, she's just phoning it in. She's getting the Disney money, so she doesn't have to mm-hmm. do anything. And, um, you know, the end result is a movie that, you know, makes a lot of noise, but says nothing. It's a, it's a very hollow movie that seems really more out of touch with what it means to be a father than anything else and you know the real tragedy is that there actually is you know something to say for something like that i think that movies about teenage girls they're hard to they're hard to make because no matter what they're going to be controversial or controversial i mean i can remember when the movie 13 came out you know which in my opinion, that's a very valuable movie. And I think that that's an ideal movie for a mother, for example, to watch with her daughter. Um, I remember when that movie came out, like newspapers were calling it pornography, which is like completely stupid. And we're still Mm -hmm. seeing examples of that kind of thing happening today. You know, there was a recent French movie that came out last year, which I'm not going to say the title of, because I don't want to you know, get on anybody's radar, but people reacted the exact same way to that movie that they did to the movie 13. I remember when diary of a teenage girl or whatever that movie was, when that movie came out, people reacted to that calling it pornography. I think that it is hard to be honest about a subject like this. You know, it is hard to be honest about, you know, the coming of age of a, of a girl because it's, it's a difficult subject and let's face it. A lot of parents are out of touch with what it means to be a teenage girl you know so i do think that there is value in making a movie like this but making a g-rated disney movie about a girl going to college is not the way to do it that's what i was gonna say it's just that it's it's hampered by it being a disney it's a disney movie for sure like there's yes you can't really do that and do both i mean they, they could but they don't want to of course yeah pretty much and you know it and what's especially disappointing is the fact that both um, martin lawrence and raven simone are actually relatively talented people you know and so their talents are essentially wasted on a, on a nothing movie so mm-hmm. so yeah. but having said that i am still glad that i saw it you know and <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> odd, and oddly enough <laughs> i i do in a weird way this actually might be my favorite movie that that we're watching on this episode <laughs> so. oddly enough yes and i did yeah. not like this yeah like i was like, like when i started it up i i was like why did i pick this movie <laughs> i was like why i don't because i generally like i i mean i know why because i just randomly chose it but like i was like right. i did not put any thought into this like this is gonna be bad <laughs> <laughs> the first five ah, like, oh, why did I do this to myself? You know, well, the math, the and it's I still the best it. of the three, honestly, probably. <laughs> Honest, I hate to say it, but like in my opinion, yeah, I, <laughs> like which we'll we'll talk about druids and druids in a minute. You know, spoiler. I mean, I, we already know what I chose, but you know, we will talk about druids in a minute, and I will elaborate on my on what my issues are with that movie. You know, but um of the three films on this episode this this is the one that i found the most appealing and that's a shame because it's really not any good i mean i would i would only give it a two out of ten because i did enjoy the little brother i mean i'm always going to enjoy a little brother in a movie you know it's just how it goes but regardless it's still a crap movie and i wouldn't recommend it to anybody so 
And I yeah. also enjoyed the pig. You know, I didn't like the I CGI, won. but I, I enjoyed the pig and I enjoyed the mother. I mean, there were tiny little things about this movie that yeah. I, I appreciated, but nothing got expanded upon. So yeah. nah. I liked I liked the pig, but I wanted him to fuck with the dad more. I thought they were going to yeah. do that. Yeah, another wasted piece, opportunity. The, pig, <laughs> the first couple of times, the pig was just fucking with the dad. Like, he was giving him, like, the side eye and... Mm. Yeah, I was like, oh, look at him, look at him do that. And then the mom turns around and the pig goes around the corner. And yeah. like it happened. He was he was watching the security cameras of his house for creepy reasons, and the pig is just staring into the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted the pig to fuck with the dad more, but once they're on the road, it's just a, an annoying pig. An annoying yeah. Disney pig. It's like, oh, it's wasted. Yeah, like uh, animal mascot that just is there to be a mascot and nothing more, you know. Like, so I'd, you know. I'd give it a one and a half just to put it above bong bong movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's really not much worth. Yeah, it's really not worth seeing. Yeah, I'll give it a one. I'm gonna be the complete opposite of you guys. It's on the bottom of my list for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh. I can under I can I can understand and respect that too. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I was gonna say we never mentioned uh, how fucking annoying Donny Osmond was. Oh, oh right. Yeah. yeah. That fucking <laughs> whole bit was so bad. It's like, kinda, why kinda was that a, even a little creepy too? At some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't. So, he, so he's he was. Yeah. Still let the listeners know he's a, another father and that was going on like a college road trip with his daughter yeah that were both really annoying characters just saying yeah. all the time popping up out of nowhere <laughs> yep pretty much yeah i uh... and then they end up being not roommates but neighbors in in georgetown like like the daughters both daughters and like what the fuck does that mean you usually have like unless you're i mean i guess i don't know fancy colleges but you usually have roommates first especially freshman year yeah. you don't get like your own room unless you're like an ra most of the time is that was my understanding yeah. <laughs> yeah but they're neighbors <laughs> instead which is not that bad you can close your door whatever mm-hmm. it's implied that she's gonna be annoyed the whole time but like the last scene is them coming back at thanksgiving and they seem to be friends good friends now yeah (laughs) (laughs) another thing like was was uh... the last the last little bit was like oh it's yeah he she's she's bringing over a friend tracy that they're going to japan with turns out tracy's a guy another little probably didn't age that well joke yeah not really i mean i think you know men already get like like crapped on enough for like you know being friends with women like a lot of the times in these types of movies and like i don't know these days it just comes i mean were they friends increasingly out of touch like yeah but were they friends or like actually boyfriend girlfriend because i know the other like donnie osmond's daughter and her she brought a boyfriend back as well and they they got engaged right there oh yeah well oh yeah that was funny um i'd i'd like to think that they were an item i'd like to think that they were boyfriend yeah, and girlfriend because i i like the idea of like the raven simone character actually like 
you know, becoming her own person and doing her own thing, you know. So yeah. I that's kind of what I was hoping for, but I wasn't sure if that was what the movie was going for or not. Like I don't know, it just seemed kind of clueless. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like it was yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just felt like it was written by people who just don't remember what it was like to go to college and was like, oh, I guess let's make a Martin Lawrence comedy then like where nothing happens. Yeah. So <laughs> but anyway <clears throat> which brings me to my choice which was um, the 2001 I believe Christopher Lambert epic it turns out <laughs> Druids aka the Gaul aka Vercingetorics then then it the name of it was also Vercingetorix of the movie, or is yeah, that, it was. It's yeah, another yeah. alternate. Because I know I saw the Gaul. I thought the Gaul. Yeah. I saw the Gaul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it turns out Vercingetorix is also a, an alternate title. So, so like but, one of the like one of the hmm. questions just going into this, I had was: Is Gaul? Is this real? Is this fantasy? I didn't really, but I it's mean, real. It, yeah. it is real actually i've realized believe, that by the end yeah because yeah, they yeah, kind of make they, it pretty clear <laughs> yeah the, this is a point in history that i actually am familiar with and actually when i chose this movie i think i said on the last podcast that i thought that it was about the crusades i don't know why i thought it was about that it's not about that at all it's actually like roman empire shit you know which yeah. ooh, okay yeah now this is my this is my bag you know um so starting this movie you know like that aspect is immediately established you know christopher lambert is playing this guy who well okay i guess all right to summarize this movie it's basically a very extensive revenge plot that ends up not really succeeding and it is based on a real story um about somebody who you know, actually bake, went as far as becoming king in order to um, take out this particular person who was involved in the destruction of essentially his entire, you know, village and his entire, um, uh, I guess, uh, heritage, so to speak. Mm. But in the end, <clears throat> he ends up getting, you know, tons of pe- tons and tons of people killed for it. And he ends up surrendering and then getting put to death. <laughs> that's kind of it. Like that's basically Spoilers. the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so yeah, I, I did not realize because on like up until the very very end, I wasn't because I was, wasn't sure if it was real because it had to do with druids. Yeah, those have a it, mystical quality to them. Like the first yeah. scenes were kind of magical ish. Yeah. Well. It turns out that there is only one druid in this movie, and that is Max von Sydow, who ends up actually being pretty much the only actor, other than Christopher Lambert, in my opinion, who decides to actually kind of have fun with material with the material and, and camp it up and give a really sarcastic performance. He uh-huh. he's only in the movie for about five five or six minutes. He's really not in it very much. But I I did a spit take while I was watching this movie. When his name appeared, 
on the on the in the opening credits i i did a spit take because max von Sydow was one of my favorite actors and i had no clue that he oh. was in this movie oh, so really? i was like <laughs> super super stoked i was like oh my god i can't believe it oh max von Sydow. but then he shows up and he plays some crazy dude with long hair you know go, going nut he's like all gross looking <laughs> it's like oh whoops yeah i guess i picked the wrong max von Sydow movie <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway uh beyond that though um well okay i mean i don't know what were your guys overall thoughts about this movie because i I mean i don't really have too much to say like i don't either boring honestly it was really boring yeah (laughs) like jesus a little too long Again, like in the name of the king, it could have been like an hour and a half. Yeah. I, I mean, I think this movie would have been better if it were a solid 80 minutes. Uh, I would have to say that, well, if you want to compare this to In the Name of the King, which, which, which listeners have watched yet. Yeah, yeah listeners of this show will, 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 will soon find out. <laughs> I mean, maybe not too soon, but, but in time, we'll discover what our thoughts are on In the Name of the King. A Dungeon Siege Tale, directed by Uva Bull and starring <laughs> Jason Statham and Lily Sobieski. Um, we, you know, listeners of the show will soon find out what our thoughts are. But as far as this movie goes, um, I think this movie could have been a solid eighty minutes. I will say that I like this movie more than In the Name of the King um, because I found it funnier. First of all, yeah, the main reason I chose this. <laughs> Well, the main I can't. I, should... say, I mean, I haven't seen in the name of the king yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> the main reason I found this funny was, uh, and I, you guys, you know why I chose this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the wigs. The wigs <laughs> are incredible. The wigs in this movie easily earn this movie an extra star in my opinion (laughs) because they are simply glorious you know if you have no clue what's going on in this movie which let's i can understand that that would often be the case because Mm. there are no transitional moments in this movie whatsoever you know like the film is pretty much made up of nothing but but the highlight reel um which i'll 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 talk about more in a minute but um if you have no clue what's going on in this movie, it doesn't really matter. All you have to do is just enjoy the stupid looking wigs that these people are wearing, half of which don't even fit their heads. The, and a lot of the time, they make their foreheads look enormous. Oh this yeah. movie yes. should have been called yeah. in, in the Name of the Forehead. You know? <laughs> yeah. There's so, there so many foreheads. It was wild. Incredible. I found- I thought everyone looked like they were in an 80s thrash metal band. <laughs> yes. It was glorious. They like this movie, I almost I could take like a random hour of this movie and just edit the hell out of it in any order I want and put it to music by like Sleep or some stoner metal band and I would just enjoy the shit out of it. It would be the best music video of all time. I mean, let's be real. You know, this movie has Uh, a lot, like if you take any five, any random five minutes of this movie, you have an instant classic. But (laughs) when you watch it all together, it's kind of a piece of shit. 
I mean, the biggest problem is that the director, who I believe is French, and I, I I'm sorry I keep picking on the French here, but like, you know, <laughs> I just can't help but notice that some of the weirdest movies we watched on the show happen to be either French or Australian. But anyway, you know, putting that aside, uh, <clears throat> I think that he was trying to follow the Braveheart formula, which regardless of who the director of that they movie mock is, Braveheart. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kind of, they get take a little dig at it. it they was do, this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it was this one. Um, it, you know, regardless of how people feel about the director of Braveheart, I, I mean, I don't think anybody can really dispute the fact that Braveheart is pretty freaking glorious. I mean, Braveheart takes a very interesting and intense and contentious part of history. And it does take some liberties with it. Let's not get, let, you know, let's not, you know, mince words. But it takes, you know, a particular time in history and turns it into just a, an epic, old-fashioned, glorious, swashbuckling tale of, you know, this Scottish dude who just wants to take down England. And it's great. It's the most satisfying movie ever. I love Braveheart. I've watched it a million times and I never get sick of it. I cry every time. This movie tries to follow the formula of Braveheart but the problem is that Braveheart is about a, a time in history that's actually like really inspiring and unique. And this movie, Druids, is actually about a really depressing time in history that you can't really get much of a swashbuckling sense of out of. And then to, to make it worse, they basically kind of just take out all the bleak, depressing parts involving like poverty and illness and you know insanity and political corruption. And pretty much just like focus mainly on this king trying to get revenge on a mission that doesn't end up ultimately working out because he ends up getting a lot of innocent people killed and then he surrenders because he decides that he has integrity. The message of the movie is, you know, to be, to, to um, you know, live with integrity, but it doesn't really show like the value of that it doesn't really show the 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 self the selflessness of it like what it means to you know be a good person and all that stuff that was my main problem with the movie you know so i really mostly just enjoyed it for the wigs the wigs were spectacular i liked yeah. the ponytail guy yeah <laughs> the ponytail guy was great <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i loved max von Sydow because he was pretty funny and i also i got i have to admit like even though christopher lambert like is kind of a like a joke in this movie he's still kind of funny to watch like because his acting in this movie every speech he makes he's like for glory for everything that you stand for for half the booty <laughs> like it, he, he <laughs> he's just hilarious <laughs> And the characters say that so many times. Yeah. And then you have a random scene where the woman, like, she's about to get into that altercation with that dude and she decides to flash him. And then he oh, gets distracted. Right. I was going to mention that. That was stupid. It happens, it happens twice in this movie. Yes. Yeah. That's, that was yeah. the other time. Like, uh, they, and the second time that happens scene. is even more over the top. Yeah. The Romans <laughs> were sieging him. And then mm. the girls of the, the town just flash him. And it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just took their tops off and started dancing around naked like it was just yeah. like what what gives with all this topless nudity like I don't, I don't, was there a point to it so i'm confused. not sure 
did it happen? <laughs> I mean, well, people have started. I mean, people have started wars over wanting to get laid. So I wouldn't be surprised if it happened in real life. I mean, I'm sure <laughs> that even I mean, even today that would probably be a, an effective strategy to at least go. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if it comes to somebody with like a some, I don't know who. I guess has some serious distractibility issues i mean i guess yeah. like and one thing is know. like they were all they also did mention that the, the, the romans were their soldiers were starving and they started out first yeah. by chucking food over to, yeah you know, to distract them which you know broke their lines a bit but then they also why did they do it flashed them i don't know <laughs> like i mean there was no there was kind of no point they could have but... just they could have just ended it with the food because that made perfect sense but then they also yeah. just had to top it up off with like <laughs> the village the village ladies flashing the roman soldiers yeah which i just i don't know. i mean i guess in a way they were trying to sort of maybe establish the theme that women are are the ones who were truly in power in certain in certain capacities because even though men were the the purveyors of authority it was the women who tended to be the motivating factors. I mean, maybe that was what they were trying to kind of emphasize with it, but they just didn't really, they didn't really go into that though. Like they sort of established that theme, but then never delved into, delved into it. And they did that multiple times throughout that movie. You know, when it came to like all of the side characters, the way they were trying to evade the, enemy forces through the process of negotiation but then we never even saw the negotiative processes of that we just saw the battle scenes so it's like how are these people negotiating like <laughs> where is the negotiating coming from you know and then christopher lambert who towards the end of the movie adopts that that random boy which kind of implies he's going to pursue sort of like a mentor relationship but then again they never go anywhere with that like yeah. His, they just kind of drop it yeah. like this movie's a, a mess squire yeah <laughs> yeah makes it a squire yeah his mustache you know, i also want to know was silly <laughs> yeah the the mustache was hysterical i mean i did enjoy i enjoy looking at christopher lambert's face when he's wearing the crepe hair beards and like all the ridiculous stuff and we, when he's got the the faux hawk and and like all that or whatever that was the um, not the faux hawk the 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 torpedo like I, I don't they like at the the part early on in the movie where he's got yeah like the wavy hair thing where he just shifts a little bit and his hair shifts with him it's like <laughs> and they have to have the slow motion shots of his hair bending in the wind you know <laughs> and then like then they do the same thing like about the hour and 30 minute mark with the kid who basically like i don't know what direction they gave him other than okay you're a kid who's obsessed with christopher lambert and that's kind of it and then like also there's that random chick who just dies for no reason like in the most hilarious way ever <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was just it was just things like that that i just kind of i don't know they kind of drove me to absolute just you i don't mean, know the one, this which, so, the one that flashed her boobs at that one dude the one who she they they sparred 
at the beginning of the movie, and then she like gets shot with the random arrow. Oh yes, like I thought they were. No, like, weren't like, they just using slingshots? <laughs> I thought oh, a maybe lot that was people it. were getting murdered by slingshots. <laughs> well, whatever it was, it was just funny because she was talking and or doing whatever it was, and then she was like, Ugh. yeah, and like she yep. freezes, and then yeah, it's like one of those yeah. actors' choices where they think, oh, if they if I just freeze, it'll make me look dead, or like I just lost my life. Or that my life just escaped my body, and so it, yeah, I just always laugh like, when I see actors do that. It was also like a little love triangle-y with like him. Like I don't think they were like necessarily in love, but they were doing it. Apparently, yeah. it seemed like yeah. She was like he but found I, the girl from the beginning of the movie, right? Which again, like Braveheart, her. the back, the, the childhood bra- backstory, like Braveheart, like. But go on. Yeah, they so like uh, they had some type of blood ritual because they're druids. They, you know, put blood in their mouths and made out and just like assumed that they did it as well. But then he meets up with his childhood love and Mm. she's just like, Yeah, go to her. That's fine. We weren't really a couple. We were just doing it, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm surprised with at that time. I don't fucking know. He's more, she was more like a muse or something to him, I guess. I guess. I mean, I think that she. They never really establish her as being anything other than like a motivating. Like, oh, she's like a carrot or something. Like, I have to sort of follow her. Like, somehow this revenge plot that I'm pursuing involves like getting her in the end, which. But I don't know. They just, it just. It just seemed kind of like I just don't understand why she was even in the in the movie because she didn't really end up being an important character ultimately, even though they sort of led you to believe that she was going to be. Yeah, I mean, I knew she wasn't going to be anyway because it would have been pointless. But like, <laughs> like they just pointless. added they added so many weird. There's just too many little random things going on in the midst that just kind of bog down this whole like kind of just takes away the whole revenge like what is even the purpose of this revenge at this point if there's all this other stuff occupying your time like you're already like too busy like the whole druid thing didn't make any yeah the whole druids in themselves didn't make any sense if it was just more or less a peep like a nomad like a group of various (laughs) uh whatever they would not villages but you know Nations. Well, when, well, when Max von Cena, I was like, "Kick, hurry, kick me in the butt, kick me in the butt," and then he kicks him. In I was going to mention that away. next. He yeah. says "ass," even he's like, "Kick, oh, kick yeah. my ass" or something. Kick my ass. He's like, yeah. yeah, get out of here! Oh, 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 oh! Yeah. It's so fucking yeah. stupid. I I laughed at that. I was like, I "Wow, this is, yeah. yeah." That was my favorite part of the I, movie, uh, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, it was like up there for me too. Yeah, no, I I see what happened. It's all right, you know. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, uh, there were. I mean, pretty much all the scenes with Max von Sydow were funny to me, like because he just he provided the only source of amusement beyond like the wigs and the beards and the you know foggy dust covered sort of armor chain, which some of it looked okay, but then some of it looked a bit like. A little too light in mm. on the shoulders, 
you know, just seemed like there could be a, they could have used a little bit more protection here and there. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a historical stickler, I guess you could say. So there were like a lot of like there were a lot of aesthetic discrepancies that irritated me about this movie, but that's not really why I was watching it in the first place. So I guess I can't really complain about that. I mean, it just, I don't know. wasn't really a good movie. Uh, I, I would, I would enjoy it as like mixtape material, I guess. Like I would, <laughs> like if I, if I could take footage from it in and use it in a music video, cause I do, I think that there are some, there are some things about it that are visually cool. And, I also like I admit that like in a weird way I do kind of um, I do kind of admire the bravery that it takes to sort of make a, a movie about such an oddly specific time in history and try to do it in a way that sort of almost in a way works in a brave heart kind of way but the end result just doesn't really work all that well yeah i would i would give it a two out of ten because i did enjoy the wigs and i did enjoy max von Sydow. um but beyond that i can't really see myself watching this movie again other than to watch like certain scenes just to kind of laugh at them and enjoy them and maybe like to kind of like just i don't know find maybe some of my favorite like little reaction shots of christopher lambert because some of them were pretty funny i gotta admit and then some of the fight scenes were kind of funny too so yeah i'd give it a one and a half Mm. i'd have to mm. one yeah no yeah i was just bored throughout the whole fucking thing (laughs) and then the way that it ends was just so anticlimactic i was like i knew it was long and over but i was like Mm. oh this is how it ends because yeah, I hated that ending. Yeah. I was like, I okay, you, you failed and you died. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I knew it was either going to end that way. I was pretty sure that it was going to end that way, but I thought mm, maybe they'll try to like do a switcheroo and change the ending or change what happens or something. Maybe take some kind of historical liberty just for fun. But no, they actually decided to tell the truth, which. Yeah, I, I mean, I I applaud I applaud the fact that they wanted to be honest, but doesn't yeah. didn't really make the movie good. Didn't really make the movie enjoyable. So, but yeah, I gave it a one and a half at first, but I don't know. Going over it again, I'd probably give it a one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Overall, it's kind of boring, but I got a few chuckles out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the wigs the wigs really did make it worth it for me. I, I will admit. Like yeah. I, I really did enjoy just just be like when I thought that they couldn't get any worse than they could get or any cheaper looking, suddenly somebody would bust in with just some kind of horrible looking thing that just I couldn't even believe. And <laughs> it made the movie kind of magical to me, to be honest. So Yeah. <laughs> but I still wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> and that's really, I don't, know, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I know I've been kind of dominating this conversation, and I apologize. But do you guys have anything else you want to say about <laughs> Versingenrix? <laughs> His name was Bananas, which is, was the first clue that I thought this might be an actual fucking 
Mm. Uh, an actual story was just a crazy name. Like who would have? Who could have? Like why would you name your character something unintelligible? Because I watch it with subtitles, so that yeah. it popped out to me that it's like a fucking twelve-letter name. I'm like, what the? Yeah. So I was like, yeah. okay, so this might be a real story just based on his name alone. <laughs> I gotta admit, like. I kind of love that name. Like I, I, I cut after the movie was over. I kind of kept on saying it again and again. I was like, "Person generous, person generous." You know, it's one of those. It like it, yeah. it's like that name Shahrazade. Like there's just something catchy about it. Like it just it flows off the tongue. There's just something really like I don't know, just kind of like just I don't know, just satisfying about saying it. You know, just yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that's about it so. yeah. anyway <laughs> good movie um, but sure. anyway <laughs> so uh, no but uh, I guess that concludes this episode and uh, so yeah now uh, do we have any picks for next uh, for the next episode um, yeah Yep, cool. I landed on one, yeah. All right. Do you guys want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first, because I don't have much to say about it. <laughs> okay. Or any reason why. But and, and also, I don't know, I didn't double-check if it's on the 100 list or not. Okay. But the more or less the reason I chose it was because I thought this was Pluto Nash, but it's that hmm. Meet Dave movie. Yeah. Okay. The Eddie Murphy one? Yeah, yeah. Because when we were watching Pluto Nash, I thought that's what that that this was that movie, <laughs> and then like it wasn't obviously. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, well now I want to see that Meet Dave movie now. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Excellent. I, I, I may have seen it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'll, I'll find out when I watch it. I guess. Um, <laughs> But nice. meet meet the title though. I I don't know. I am looking forward to it because I I enjoy Eddie Murphy very much. So yeah. All right. Do you have a pick, Zach? Yeah, I I was originally gonna choose Postal for Movie Bowl, but I don't know if I can take him, more of him right now. <laughs> no, yeah, that's all right. Uh, that's so no I'm, worries. I'm gonna go with Blood Gnome. Blood, Blood Gnome. Gnome. Yeah. Oh, cool. uh, right. I like. I got it right I here. I like the title. Oh, that looks epic. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. All right. Cool. All right. Well. Um, all right. Well. Okay. Since I am gonna kind of getting back into weird movies again, I am kind of choosing a a little bit of an edgier. Well, way edgier, really, I should say. Um, I, I routinely see this on lists of like most shocking movies. And, and I do apologize for choosing it in advance, I must say. But I just, <laughs> you know, my curiosity has, has gained the better of me. And I'm going to choose Teeth. Well, I, I was thinking about that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> teeth. yeah and, and at one point, you were also thinking about Feed as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. We should definitely do that one at some point because I have some strong feelings about that one. But, <laughs> but for now, <laughs> for now we we will we will stick with teeth. So, all right. 
Have either nice. you heard... Yeah. Cool. Have either you... So you've heard of that one, Zach? Yeah. Yeah, I, I own it. I haven't watched it yet, though. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, good. Well, all right. Excellent. Okay. I, I won't say anything. So. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, um, have a good night, folks. Um, yeah. And uh, be well and, and be good to each other. And uh, yeah, life is good. Stay safe. Yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>